dreaming of a get geekish podcast hey dream come true i'm derek that's being over there looking flabbergasted i don't i don't know what to think right now (laughs) Uh, speaking of flabbergasted put a pin in that one fun words later on yeah but anyway (laughs) we're here today um to you know get geekish about some certain things we talk about pop culture we get nostalgic and today we're going um the pop culture route with redemption arcs now don't ask bino what a redemption arc is because he got confused you could ask me now (laughs) a a redemption arc is very simply (laughs) where a character in a series does some bad 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 things and then later on in the series or fandom they do something else to kind of redeem themselves and go back in the good graces and kind of make up for the bad things they did before Mm mm-hmm so, For some I mean, reason, when Derek brought this up to me, my brain was not clicking, and that was <laughs> that was not making sense to me. So it's kind of a, a weird inside joke, but it's probably going to come up a few times, so I get made fun of for it. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, you know, so we'll get we'll get through some of the the big ones here, and we'll kind of d- discuss and see do, do they deserve the redemption arc? Because I mean, sometimes when we're watching stuff, sometimes it seems forced. Um, one I'm going to throw out there that you're not going to be able to weigh in on because you never finished the show is Walter White. From Breaking Bad. Now, in that did, show, he, he did, did. Did he ever stop being a horrible person and cheating on his wife and treating his children horribly? Yeah, I mean, like at the very end, he had kind of that redemption arc of sacrificing himself and helping out Jesse. Um, if you haven't seen the show, spoiler alert, sorry, it is. How old is this show now? Is it pushing like 10 years old? Uh, at least, isn't it? Oh, man, I feel old. Anywho. Um, so he kind of did redeem, redeem himself. Did he deserve it? I, I don't think so. Um, so to, to, to me, I feel like the redemption, the redemption arcs that are, are the most hard hitting are the ones where the characters do something bad and they don't just make up for their mistakes. They make up for something altruistic and much bigger than them. Mm-hmm. Like I, even your explanation of Walter right there again, I, I don't know the details cause I didn't see it all, but the redemption arc is coming from he's decides to sacrifice himself to save her for the horrible position he put her in. Well, no, he so <laughs> so we got to look at the sh- so you look at the show, right? You look at the show. He started off as a, a guy that got dealt some bad bad cards, right? He got some bad luck, and then he started making some horrible decisions, going on and treating people like you know garbage and everything like that. And then when you know his his buddy Jesse came in and started cooking with him, he started treating jesse like crap and he was like you know oh yeah blah blah blah. and he basically got jesse kidnapped so then he had to go rescue him um towards the end there where because it's a whole thing but he did redeem himself and it it, it was a satisfying end but i'm not sure if it's like oh (laughs) he's a good guy you know like you take the opposite you kind of look at loki right Mm mm-hmm Comics aside, we'll look at the Marvel Universe, the yeah, Cinematic, just the cinematic universe. universe. Just to just to just to keep it brief, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll look at the Cinematic Universe. He's always out for himself, but he does the redeeming things of where he actually turns around and helps out. You know, and he kind of had—I don't know—like I know some people feel like his redemption arc going up against Thanos wasn't earned. But you look at what he did in Ragnarok and everything like that. Him and Thor kind of made amends. Yes, he 
kind of threw him to the side a little bit. And again, he's always out for himself, but I think he's out for himself, but he still looks out for others. And you kind of look at the Loki TV show and it was the same thing where he had those. I feel like he's, he's completely, he's like his character is just the reciprocal story arc over and over again. He's the God yeah. of mischief. And that's, that's his character is True. he does bad things and makes up for him because if he's doing these things, he has to keep people on that baited hook. He's, he's a great charismatic leader of people, but he's got to keep people following, but he's trying to take over people. So he does things that make people angry and then he makes up for it. And there's always that chance that this time it's, I mean, it's, it's like the, the horrible, you know, stepkid with the alcoholic stepfather it's there's always a chance that he could be good this time this year he's he's this is the one he's going to turn that corner like <laughs> well and that's the thing i think a lot of people had the argument because you have the loki in the cinematic universe that he went through those trials and tribulations and he became close with his brother realized that his father did love him and everything like that and then at the hands of thanos he died trying to you know throw him astray and then you have the Loki from the TV show, which is a different Loki. And he gets his redemption arc basically just clockwork orange to him, where he has to just watch his life, things that happened in that. And some people are like, oh, that Loki doesn't deserve it because he just watched it. But it still kind of clicked and still made you feel for the guy when you're watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, granted, he had to go up against himself. Yeah, that's a whole thing. But it, even just a little something like them, the, the little things that happen that suddenly when he does something that... In in the show, you're like, okay, this thing that he just did was because he genuinely mm-hmm. was trying to help this other person, trying to make something better. Two minutes later, he's out doing something, trying to get <laughs> get one up on him again. But that that specific moment was like, yeah, okay, there was there was a little kernel of 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 goodness in you there. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think if we're gonna go the route of deserving, I think Loki deserved the, the redemption arc. Now, comics. I'm not going to touch that because I haven't read enough of them. So we're not going to even go that route. We're just the yeah, cinematic the, the universe. M- MCU Loki, he did enough bad things. And then I, I think he atoned for them enough. And not just because his character is fun to watch. Just if you take break down the character <laughs> self. Like it, you, if Loki was the bad guy in the first couple movies, by the end of it, he was not a bad guy in your mind anymore. Right. Um, let's go with one that's fresh in your minds. Uh, Jamie Lannister. Why, fresh in my mind. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Game of Thrones ended three Less years ago. Less than 10 years ago. Yeah, okay. was, <laughs> that sounds good. It's just a drop in the that's, bucket. <laughs> that's fresh for us, man. Okay. So uh, he, Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, he did definitely become a different character. That was another show where they, they made you love and hate the same character repeatedly on and off throughout the show. I was going to yeah, because you have also, um, oh, uh, what's his I mean, name? I mean, you can, you can make a case that... Uh, was it Tyrion? The one that got his parts chopped yeah, off. That's that's what I was trying to think of. I can't think of his name. Oh, hold on. Uh, Greyjoy. Yeah, Greyjoy. Theon. Theon. Greyjoy. Theon. But you can make a choice for him. You can make a choice for Sansa Stark. Like almost any of those characters, you could make a choice that they did something for the greater good. But the greater good. Um, Jamie, though, he was a victim of bad writing. Because he started off like a horrible person, right? We know that. And then he kind of went that route. He got captured, and he had this whole. He had he went through the redemption, right? He met up with Brienne. They became friends, and like they, he kind of saw the error of his ways. But that the bad writing took over for the last season, which that's a whole other podcast that we're not going to even get into. Everybody has their opinions on the last season, but they did kind of ruin everything that they built him up because he 
you know, knighted Brianna Tarth. He had this friendship or even quote unquote relationship with her and everything like that. And then the last season, they just kind of like threw it all aside for him to basically revert to the person that he was. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen in real life. You know, obviously some people can do that route of you're like, oh, they mm-hmm. change and then they don't. But I don't think he fully deserved his redemption arc. And that's because I think the writers kind of did him dirty on that one. Well, call me old fashioned, but it's it's really <laughs> tough to go back the the uh, not safe for kids scenes with him and his sister. Like, it, yeah, it's it's tough to come back from that and be like, yeah, this guy, all right. Yeah. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all is forgiven, my man. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Another debated one um, is Anakin. Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Yes. So if we're talking the original trilogy, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, he went from this hardcore, you know, Sith Lord, blew up planets, but he was also the Emperor's lackey and then ended up going against his his training, right? And killing the Emperor. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> A lot of people think that he didn't deserve it. I mean, he went from being this monster who blew up a whole planet just to get some information, find out the rebels and torturing and everything. And then, you know, see, I, had- I would, I would file on because maybe I'm just negative about all these redemption arcs, but I, I would fall on the side of the Vader argument in that. Yes. At the last very moment, he didn't follow through and helped kill the emperor and stop that from going on. But that's, like that's the least he could have done at that point. <laughs> the empire still grew over how many centuries him taking over and how many planets he destroyed, how many civilizations he completely overturned. But well, I don't know if we can go quite that far. We can't have the uh, emperor kill my son and kill it. Ah, okay, well, we'll just stop right here. And you know, I wish I, I was a good dad, right? <laughs> so you're saying he didn't deserve it? I I don't think he did. He had another one that we had. Like when you go through the Vader story, especially with the people that go into the the books and the, the lore of all Star Wars, there's a lot more uh, character buildup that led him down the path of the dark side, where he thought he was doing the right thing. Which, right, I'll 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 be okay with that. But in the in the scope of the movies of four, five, six, I don't think he deserved the redemption arc. I I feel like that redemption arc was more just to give Luke some closure on his daddy issues <laughs> fair actually that's pretty fair i mean they did they did go a little bit deeper and like you said what kind of turned him that way but if you if you put all of them together maybe i don't know i don't know he's he's one that you know you like you said you could argue both ways but i think more it's like no <laughs> Okay, because well, we'll just we'll just do the math on there if we want to you know break it down to the ones and zeros here. Does stopping the emperor, but not really stopping him, make up for the scene with the younglings? I was gonna, I was going to bring up orders <laughs> <laughs> execute order sixty six. I was going to bring that up and go, you know, he did. Uh, I mean, that's uh, but that's a cliff that like. <laughs> the redemption arc, you just hope you hit a rock at the bottom. Like that then it's over quick. Like that's the best redemption you can hope for after that point. Right. <laughs> Again, that's, that's the kind of thing. It's like you you look at the whole 
story and you're like, well, he did murder a whole bunch of younglings. So... Murdered a room full of toddlers <laughs> <laughs> with a laser sword. Man. Okay, I'm going to throw him in the pile of... Nah. Now, now, now on, the, on the Star Wars side, what about the, the Kylo Ren redemption from the Yeah, see, the I don't... That one, to me, just seemed more of the full-on just issues of who he was. Like, I feel like, again, he was a character... He was, he was a victim of bad writing because we didn't get a full-on explanation you know of his turn to the dark side is because you know luke didn't want to train him he said something and then it's like oh you're like you know i think i'll agree with you on that completely because in the movies of uh getting his character put together you never know why he always he just appears like this skulky teenager who has to do what grandpappy says Mm-hmm. And but you look at what he is like he's like ruling the entire empire right now. He had to have been doing something along the way, not just yes, I'll just do that. Okay, whatever you say, yes, let's do it. Like right, there was no rhyme or reason. He was just there, and he was just confused. Like why are you telling me to do this? Ooh, there's a pretty girl. She says to do something else. I'm conflicted. Uh-oh. I remember comes, those feelings. Yeah, here comes here comes my dad. <laughs> Hi, dad. I love you. No, I don't. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, it was the whole thing, too, of like when he killed Snoke, it was like it didn't feel deserved. You know, it felt it felt kind of like the whole Vader thing of like that's the least he could do at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, And again, like I know that there's more backstory into it and you could you know get further in. But like the movies themselves just kind of gave us this broody guy who had a lot of power and couldn't control it and i don't know i just I, I feel like he didn't deserve it and i have my issues with those movies as it is but it those ones itself i just feel like they kind of like eh. you, you you don't walk away i don't walk away from the the latest star wars movies thinking you know what kylo ren he was just he ended up being a real hero like right <laughs> right they kind of i don't know they 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 tried to make him Han Solo-y with the attitude and then coming back and going, I did care about you, you know, and it's mm. just, I don't know. Um, now, now, one of the one of the arcs that I think we can both agree on that is possibly one of the best redemption arcs in fiction history comes from Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And Zuko and his storyline along those three books of Avatar The Last Airbender is... Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, and here's a here's the thing. You say books, but, you know, we all, if you're not familiar with the show, it's just seasons, but they do, they have them separated into books. And Zuko is one of those ones where you're watching it. Book one, you're like, I hate this guy. Like, th- this guy's, what a jerk. Book two, you're like, this guy's a jerk, but do I kind of, like, feel sorry for him? And then book three comes around, and you're like, this guy's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's it's not like he did anything too inherently bad. What he was doing was I, I we're seeing a theme here of daddy issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was trying to get his honor back, and you know he had problems with his with his father and everything like that. And grew, grew up with the dad telling him that he had to be the ruler, the biggest best ruler was, but he was never mm-hmm. going to be good enough. And had to deal with his sister telling him that he's never good enough. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those ones where he kind of he stopped drinking the fire nation tea and you know opened up his eyes to 
he, you know, basically the world around him. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I don't have to do what I'm told. And that's kind of like, I think what they tried to do with Kylo <laughs> mm-hmm. was they tried to kind of take those elements, but it just, it just didn't work. And I, I feel like the airbender was nice too, because they had the long epic, long storyline they could work into it. Yeah. And they had something worked in with Zuko of having his uncle. So through this whole growth, there was his uncle who, from the start, didn't like the way Zuko's dad treated him. And then got to repeatedly be there for Zuko every time there was something bad that happened to advise him or help push him on the way. So it was very believable in how this character changed. Because like if I hung out with Uncle Iroh every day for four or five years, you better believe I would be like a living fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a saint. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like you, you look at Iroh and he... You know, the show does great backstory with all these characters. And Iroh was a great general. And, you know, he fought in the war, which uh, you can assume that he probably murdered tons of people. Don't you remember sexy Iroh? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But, like, here's the thing. is like he he even kind of had his mini redemption of, like, he had an awakening where he's like, this isn't right. And mm-hmm. he just kind of stepped aside. And everybody's like, oh, you're the great dragon, blah, blah. And he's like, nah, not anymore. And that, it kind of, like, the way he mentored Zuku just really really worked mm. and to have the the beginning of the story of this torpy little angry kid that you just despised that was trying to kill the avatar and make the fire nation take over the rest of the world and by the end of it he's still then trying to become leader of the fire nation but to help them help the rest of the world become mm-hmm. one society functioning together like just how the goals shift and what he's trying to go after all of a sudden you're like okay this this kid Zuko well, it's funny him. too you're, yeah I was gonna say it's funny too you're watching this show and it's a Nickelodeon show and you're like oh this is goofy and then like after some episodes you're like that hit really hard <laughs> why do my emotions feel like this <laughs> I, I, did, um, I did a few times. A few times, even that show. I'm not gonna admit there was times watching through, and there'd be like tears look at the side of your eye. You're like, I'm watching Nickelodeon right? cartoon. I don't. <clears throat> this must be allergy allergy season. <laughs> oh man, the tales <laughs> tales of Bong Bossing Say get you every time. Oh. Um, I asked my wife about this one because this is one where she's a Harry Potter fan, mm. and I asked her, and she thought about it. Snape. And that's why I asked you, too, because you were like, well, he, (laughs) I mean, obviously, there's the whole, you know, they look at the thing of, like, where he put himself in front of the kids in danger, right? He got in between them. But you also look at his past of, like, he was whiny and longed after a woman that had no interest in him, really. And he resented the kid because of that. And... I mean, yeah, he did end up kind of doing the right thing, but he was also part of a very bad thing that helped bring Voldemort back. So, I mean, we love the actor, but let's put the actor aside and actually look at the character here. And I I feel like he wasn't much of a redemption arc. I I feel like I lean towards what you just said. If he was, he was one of the most static characters in that series. It appeared like he went all these ghosts because we learned things about Snape. But mm-hmm. the way his character behaved to me was if you go to the first book and the last book, still the exact same expectations what that character would or wouldn't do. Right. Like he was super loyal, almost to a fault. And he didn't want to deviate from any plans and 
just got weaved into one too many webs at a time. Because he wasn't evil necessarily. Right. But he wasn't good. And he was doing things for good people. But he was also doing good things for bad people. And See, it, are you- <laughs> it was just like try, trying to play that the middle the middleman line too far, which isn't isn't a redemptive sign to me. Like no, and what's what's funny is I remember when the books came out and when the movies came out, I I hadn't read them, I hadn't watched them, but I knew a whole bunch of people who were into them, and they were sitting there talking about Snape and everything like that. And when the big thing happened with Snape and Dumbledore, I'm like, when I started watching the movies, I was like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? I was very confused. Because a lot of people hated him, but they're like, no, he's good. Because like they had read the books, right? So they knew his character development and everything like that. And I'm sure mm. his character development was probably more developed in the books than it was on the movies. But mm. it's one of those ones where I'm watching. I'm like, people like this guy? <laughs> well, it's 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 like you said. It's the, the motivation behind it's weird. Because if you're a kid watching the movies for the first time, you go through, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's a jerk. He hates Harry Potter. And then it gets a little further. This guy was a Death Eater. He's helping Voldemort. Voldemort wants Harry Potter. And he's helping him. That guy's a jerk. And you find out then, like, oh, he's just being a jerk because he wanted Harry's mom. And now he's mad mm-hmm. at the kid. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is far less, uh, dare I say, believable. But that's, that's like me getting a D in history class because my teacher was a student teacher and my mom was in school and he didn't like her so he knew who I was and gave me a D to get back at her I'm like why <laughs> I wasn't even around dude yeah <laughs> Vodrica what the F <laughs> and that did happen true story um, let's go the Stranger Things route we've okay. got two we got two in there that could kind of go the redemption arc you you brought up Steve yeah I'm gonna fire off Steve I think Steve's a great redemption arc because very similar to uh what you described with Zuko, you watch the first season of Stranger Things, and Steve is this big-haired, pompished, popular, douchey kid that is mean to everybody, makes fun of everybody, spreads all kinds of lies about uh, what's her name with the uh, yeah the girl I can't remember yeah, her name right now. I got, I got you. And the one that he ev- ends up dating. Yeah, every time they're on screen, the first first season, you just want to punch this kid in the face. He's just. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> and then you go through a season with bad things happen. He starts helping out. He does some good things. He gets there to do it. And by the end of it, he's now like the leader of this ragtag gang of teenagers fighting against the underworld, saving the world. And he's the comic relief and the muscle for these kids and picking them up and taking them to the mall so they can fight demigorgons. And it's he's 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 lovable by the by the end of the third season. <laughs> he he's a victim of great writing, um, mm-hmm. just like Zuko. Is they they took this person who, like you said, the first season you watch him, you're like, this guy's a tool. Mm-hmm. Second season he comes back and he's like, I mean, even the end of the first season, he kind of starts that redemption thing of like being the babysitter with the bat, right? And mm-hmm. then going into the season two, you're like, this guy's all right. Season three, you're like, let's get this guy his own show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and in season three, you also have Billy, who is. Oh, I forgot her name's brother. Max. Who, Max. Yeah. He's a, he's, he takes over the, the, the tool belt there. And towards the end, he kind of clicks and redeems himself. That one, I don't think is nearly as justified as Steve, mm-hmm. but it did kind of get you feeling because like you, well, he also gets washed too because he was a jerk to Max and other yeah. kids at school. But then you see the backstory of he had a horrible family life, so you can see kind of why I was lashing out. But then when he's, you know, 
spoilers, possessed by the Demogorgon. <laughs> he does lots and lots of horrible things, and then when he kind of breaks out of that, and then you start to feel like, ooh, yeah, I know you were kind of a jerk, but you didn't deserve to be, like, possessed by a demon and ripped in part kind right. of a jerk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe, like, but a few, that- we- few weeks in juvie and... <laughs> <laughs> God. slap on the wrist or something but <laughs> oh man oh man um <laughs> again like his was his was not necessarily like oh yeah he, he redeemed himself his was a oh man you got a you got a bad ticket <laughs> you you didn't you didn't deserve that mm-hmm. but he because he didn't really do anything to redeem himself it was just kind of like a he clicked and was like okay and then he didn't get enough chance to i don't know i don't know i'm i'm sure some people out there are like no he redeemed himself yeah um i, I did go, a, come across one that i saw on a lot of different forums because i was looking at a bunch of you know ranking lists and stuff i get of redemption arcs yeah. one that i saw that came up multiple times that i feel like needs to have a pin put it to be not a pin put it but just stopped is Gru from despicable me because they go through and they talk about how he was this evil, evil overlord henchman, and then by the end of the movie, he's this lovable kind of thing. But he's still trying to take over the world and steal things on a constant basis. Like he's and just doing very poorly at it. He's just mildly nicer to the minions and takes care of three little girls now. Like that doesn't make you a hero. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't hurt, but <laughs> just means that's that weird. You're I didn't a, even... a super villain with a heart. But if you go for just to his interactions with the minions and the girls and those movies, stuff like that, he does go from being curmudgeon old, I hate everything, I'm going to slap you around and do what I say, to you know, changing perspectives and trying to help them and make sure that they're cared for and things like that, too. So there's an element of it, but he's still a super villain. I, that's kind of how I feel like um, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. We're going to go way back on that one, but... Um, He's on a few lists too for redemption arcs, and it's like, mm, I don't. I think he was a he was he had good writers behind him, and fans loved him, you know. But he was he was the main villain for what the first couple of seasons, yeah. if I remember. Mm-hmm. And he did some bad stuff to Buffy, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm good now, blah blah blah. And you're like, mm. Any, anyone with hair that bleached can't be good. <laughs> It was the '90s, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he and he did completely sacrifice uh, himself in the right. to, to save everything, which that's a little above and beyond himself. So I, I would count that as a as a. You think? I I didn't watch enough. I don't think I've ever even finished the whole thing. I I was not into it when it came out long ago, and I tried watching it recently, and it was okay, but I never got into it to really, you know, should have. Should have had you ask your wife real quick if he deserved the uh, the redemption. <laughs> I can go find out. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, this is this is unprecedented. This has never happened before on a Get Geekish podcast. If you're just listening to this and not watching, Bino just got up out of his chair, opened up the door, walked into the living room where I'm assuming he's going. Hey, honey, did Spike deserve the redemption arc in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And she's probably thinking to herself, hmm, oh, he's back. That was quick. All right, it's confirmed. She said, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, and she's a, she's a huge Buffy fan, so I mean... She said, it's been a long, long time ago. I don't remember exactly, but I really liked him, and he he, he was good. When I finished <laughs> up, I was I felt good at what he did, so... 
man. I'm a little afraid of what you talked about while I was gone. But. <laughs> no, I was just giving a play-by-play of what happened just for the viewers that weren't watching. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Or for the listeners who weren't watching. There we go. The viewers that weren't watching. Oh, my gosh. What, what about Mr. Tony Stark and Iron Man? Still a tool, but yes. Yes. He, he did certainly change his mantra and, you know. Well, he had a, quite a few different redemption points, and you can't, as, as much as people don't like Iron Man 3, you can't help but feel a little bad for him with the whole PTSD yeah. of, of you know, what he experienced and everything like that. So, yeah, uh, and, and, yeah, still kind of a tool, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. I mean, that's, and that was, I mean, his character, that was... Uh, Stan Lee, the created Iron Man, basically, like, I want to make the most unlikable character likable. So he took an ultra-rich, arrogant playboy with more money to do with and turned him into a superhero, and that's where we get Tony Stark from. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, if we had an extra probably 45 minutes, we could go down a lot of different comic book villains themselves mm-hmm. um, that have had redemption arcs, if you will. They've had... I mean, because... Almost every villain I can think of has had some kind of like, yeah, you know, you know, you know, kind of in different universes too. So, mm-hmm. but and it, and it comes to the then you start threading the needle of like, well, is this a redemption arc or is this just a backstory with enough character mm-hmm. build up to actually understand why they're doing a horrible thing? I, you know, yep. or understand why the th- horrible things they're doing in their minds would be seen as not horrible. Yeah, I mean, Morals. we kind of hit, <laughs> hit that with, with the Billy from Stranger Things, too. So, and, mm. you know, there's a few on there. But, I mean, we 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 babbled for a bit. <laughs> it's time to redeem ourselves. And we even had to get geekish first of you getting up and getting live information right then and there. Beep, 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 beep. Let's just in. <laughs> that was unplanned. Um <laughs> But yeah, what, what do you but, think is your favorite redemption arc of anything you've ever watched or read? Or anything? Let's know at Get Geekish and see if we can come up with some other ones. Maybe some fee, a few that we missed uh, oh. or ones that I've never seen or, you know, ones I mean, we just we, forgot about. Like I was going to say, we did barely even, we missed kind of two mediums of books and video games where there's tons of redemption arcs in those too, but mm. uh well, we, yeah, we, we would do mean, like a half hour podcast. So, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we don't got, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, if, but if we, we do appreciate you listening to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We appreciate it very much. Uh, whether you watch it on YouTube, whether you watch it on any, listen to it on any of the podcast channels, we appreciate it. Uh, GetGeekish.com is the website. Of course, you can find us on social media. Uh, Derek over there, I'm Bino. Thank you again Woo! for joining us. And we will talk at you next week. Bye.